And I don't want to be like that Humpty Dumpty that's just like, bah, 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 I got to tie my shoes and I'm standing in front of a bunch of people. Hey, welcome to another episode of Are You Ready for Another? The ongoing conversation about life, beer, and what lies ahead. I'm Kevin Murphy. And I'm Michael Moyer. So tonight, my first beer is going to be Jackie O's OPA, which stands for Ohio Pale Ale. And it's actually, it's it's pretty interesting. Like, um, it wasn't what I was thinking it was going to be. Um, I've kind of gotten away from drinking pa- just pale ales. So mm-hmm. when when I drink a pale ale, I'm like, I'm expecting like that IPA taste and you know, mm-hmm. I gotta I gotta kinda remind myself, no, this is a pale ale, it's not an IPA. But uh it, it, so far so good with this one. I am drinking uh fifty West. It's their coast to coast uh India pale ale, so it is an IPA. Um they're a Cincinnati brewery right off of fifty. Um <laughs> uh, if you can tell by the name fifty West and right. stuff, but uh it, it is also kind of i like it but it's 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 pretty tame as an ipa okay um but i just like the first time i saw it i was like oh hey 50 west you know <laughs> yeah yeah that's what cool. was fun yeah fun where i lived in dc we were like half a mile from 50 west mm-hmm. and so you could or 50 i should say route 50 so you could literally drive from my apartment in dc and pass katie's old house in albany well, that kind of stems into tonight's conversation, which is about travel. Yeah. And let's just uh, kick things off. Do you like to travel? Yeah, I, I think I definitely do like to travel, um, which is it, it's funny because I didn't really do a whole lot of traveling until probably the last decade or so. Um, but the kind of the more I do it, the more I like it. And, it, you know, just kind of one of those things where it's just the whole the whole process of of kind of like getting excited to go somewhere and then you know like going to the airport and this kind of anticipation and then exploring new places that you've never seen before yeah um yeah i just everything about it i i like it um even even maybe some of the things that people might find stressful um, I, I kind of like, um, for instance, when we did our big European trip, we didn't have cell phones. So a lot of our navigation had to just be kind of old school by like maps mm-hmm. or, you know, reading signs. And so that, to me, that felt like kind of a challenge, like to, to kind of work our way through the, the lands, uh, navigating <laughs> like that. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of the opposite. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I'm similar in that my my majority of my travel has only happened in probably the last decade as well. Uh huh. But everything else is probably the opposite of you. I hate traveling. I dislike everything about it except for being at the destination. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I hate the planning. I hate the yeah. the, the cost of it. I hate. Right planning on flying i hate dealing Uh, with airports i hate uh dealing with getting on airplanes because i think it's the dumbest method possible and there's actually a a, a youtube video by cgp gray showing like how like we do choose the worst method for getting on a plane what is nice about it is katie really does like travel Uh so she takes care of all those things that i hate 
right she plans everything yeah (laughs) (laughs) so so she's just like we're doing this and i'm like ugh. and then like when we're there i'm like fine okay this is really nice and stuff (laughs) so So i don't i don't think i've ever asked you this before but if if you could like let's say you're going on a dream vacation and part of this dream vacation was you could have a private airplane do you think just that alone would make it so much better for you or is it just like other things it's not just the commercial flight it's all the other stuff involved with it as well yeah uh, i don't know i mean it pro- I, I guess i'd have to try it first right you know? um there would still be the packing aspect yeah and like uh-huh i i it's funny for work i travel a lot too and I've gotten work packing down to like a science, and I know okay. exactly. Okay, I need at least two pairs of pants, or uh-huh. I need at least one more pair of pants than I'm going to be there. You know, if it's two days, I'll bring right. three pair. Um, right. And it's not that I don't wear the same like dress slacks two days in a row. A lot of times, uh-huh. it's when you go to the um, like client dinner. And there's some steak with fancy sauce on it, and you're cutting the steak, and it shoots onto your pants. <laughs> and you're like, shit, I yeah, have to wear this right. same pair of pants tomorrow <laughs> like for all day client <laughs> session. <laughs> oh, and then I'm, you're, you're sitting there you're like, did anyone else notice? And like right, everybody's around right. like, yeah, we noticed. And I'm like, well, okay. Right. Uh, so learn my lesson there. <laughs> Always have one extra pair of pants. Um, yeah. Uh, you never know. But you know what? You you kind of were the pioneer of, of the traveling light, traveling with the carry-on, even even before that became a thing. Um, I remember when we visited Brent uh, out in San Francisco, and like everybody was giving me all this slack because I, like, I brought a check bag, and I'm just like, <laughs> I don't know what, you know, but it makes so much sense now. Yeah. Well, especially now that you got to pay for luggage, but, yeah. but also just like being very efficient with your packing. It makes just, it doesn't matter if you're leaving for four months or like a weekend, like you just want to always be very efficient with, with with your packing skills so so kudos to you for 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 being a a leader in the (laughs) i hate to pack so i'm just gonna pack the least amount of stuff as possible yeah um or like fuck it i'll buy clothes there if i need it (laughs) right (laughs) Um, i I do remember when you you came because you you not only checked a bag you had a pretty like massive like luggage thing yeah if i remember correctly yeah Um, it was actually my because i didn't even have luggage at the time so it was my parents luggage so it was just a very 90s looking large yeah. you know I think check. there were like some flowers on it right right yeah <laughs> I, I, I do I, I would like to say I was very like forward thinking and you know I, I thought this through and I was just like I saw the future that was just like give me a book bag and, and go right. but I, I, I think it stemmed from that I was like broke and I couldn't afford luggage so I was just like okay here's this book bag that I have um, how can I fit everything into this for a right. week and then I I show up at the airport and they're like, "Oh yeah, you can carry that on." I'm like, "Sweet, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah." And then like slowly over time, Brent was like, "Oh yeah, you know, just try and pack light because you know mm-hmm. they'll lose your bag and then right, you know, they'll right. track you down and all this stuff." So right, um, I think I, you know, I'll I'll take only partial credit for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you remember um, rolling into our hotel for my bachelor party 
and both of us were were rocking just book bags because we were just there for like a, what like a day like a day yeah, and a half yeah. maybe and mm-hmm. i just remember the like the hotel concierge was just like cuz our rooms weren't ready yet and so yes. she's just like well i can hold your bags for you and we're like okay and then we like we give her both the book bags and she's just like <laughs> damn traveling light <laughs> I just, yeah, I just remember she's just like, you guys are light travelers. Yeah, that's, we yeah. should have come back with, uh, we, uh, we're not here for the, the sightseeing. Yeah, we got one job to do. Right. Oh, man. So do you have any, like, pre-travel? You, you said you, you've gotten very efficient at, like, packing for your work trips, but... Do you do you like to to start with a certain clothing item first? Do you do you think about the amount of days you've been gone? Like walk me through kind of your pre-travel uh checklist yeah. that you go through. I I would say you know if it's for work or for if it's for pleasure there's a lot of overlap, but work has an extra step that I'll, I'll hold off the saying mm-hmm. um until the end. So I will Again, similar to the pants thing, I I will always plan for one more than I think I need. Uh-huh. So if if I'm there for five days, I will no matter what have six pair of underwear. Right, <laughs> you know? right. I might only pack one pair of jeans or something or two pairs of jeans. Like I don't need to change jeans every single day. Mm-hmm. But the essentials like underwear, I don't want to be repeating underwear yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, like that. So so yeah. it's it, it's always the days, right? Right. Rarely do I plan for. Um, weather too much uh-huh um you know unless if i was flying to antarctica or something i might change and be like oh yeah i really need my waterproof you know insulated boots right but normally uh-huh. i will if it's warm i don't change too much i'm not a big shorts person um i'm not a big like um you know warm weather type person i can wear jeans all year so yeah I, I will keep it simple that way. So it always comes down to the number of days. If we're gone for three days, I plan that way. I'm like, I need three shirts, or I need four shirts. If we okay. you know, are there for five days, I need right. s- six shirts. And I always have one extra of, of everything like that. Uh-huh. Um, depending on the location, so here's where it, trend, it starts to stem differently, right? For work, I need to bring suits. So I will have, you know, like one or two suits. Generally, if I'm uh, I'm, I'm traveling for work, I'm probably at most only going to bring two suits, you uh-huh. know, even if it's a three or four day thing. I'm right. I'm sorry. I'm not going to change my suit every single day. <laughs> you know, you're like, you're, you're getting gray suit, Michael and blue suit, Michael. <laughs> um, uh, oh, but, man. uh, and so then there's a suit wrapping technique that I, you know, I, I, I looked a lot online on how to pack with suits without using actual, um, you know, suit, uh, luggage. Uh-huh. And um, it works pretty well. I mean, it'll still be a little wrinkled and stuff, especially when you pack more and more stuff into this method. Um, and I'll post that in the show notes. But I've gotten pretty well with that. And another helpful uh, hint that I'm sure everybody knows, but um, it's c- kind of wasteful with water. But if you get into a hotel and they don't have an iron or anything, or they don't have service to iron any of your clothes, right. a lot of hotels do have that. But if you go into a place and they just don't have anything or the iron is not been properly maintained, um, just close your bathroom, 
because generally those bathrooms don't have exhaust fans yeah i I, I don't know why (laughs) Um, (laughs) you know the whole reason for exhaust fans is to remove uh, moisture right you know a lot of people think it's to remove smell nope it's just to remove the moisture but uh, you would you would think of all places they wouldn't want mold growing in hotels but i don't know so um (laughs) close the bathroom door hang your suits and shirts in the shower and just turn on the hot water all right it'll get nice and steamy all right and it's a it's just a method of it, it's not perfect um especially for women's clothes it won't work very well you know it kind of makes it poofy and stuff uh-huh, but, uh-huh. um but for a quick and dirty way of doing it that's kind of like what i'll do a lot of times but most of the hotels i go to have some service uh, right that will like come pick up my stuff and, and right. take it for me right and if work's paying for it or if it's free i'll definitely do that over the <laughs> my, my, my my cheap wasteful method yeah <laughs> <laughs> so so what about you what what is your uh like pre-travel um ritual of packing or doing anything yeah so i always try to think about the amount of days i'm going so my travel days i think about like what outfit i want to be in so like what do i want to wear on the plane you know what do i want to be driving in so like basically my travel days don't count as like the 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 days that i i pack for they they're they're like separate outfits for that. Like I like to think of my my packing as like an outfits. Like what am yeah. I going to wear the first day? What am I going to wear the second day? You know things like that. Mm-hmm. So I I try to I try to break it up like that. But one mm-hmm. thing that I've definitely found by doing this is I never seem to bring enough socks. Like I, I, for some reason, you know, and I, I mean, it makes sense like thinking about like, well, if you're, you're walking 12 miles one day, you're probably going to change your socks more than once in a day. And I always, I always bring just enough socks for the amount of days that I'm gone. And it's always like never enough. So mm-hmm. that's, that's one thing that I always try to, to bring extra of, like you were saying is like bring one more is I try to bring like one more pair of dress socks or or normal socks just because mm-hmm. I know there might be a situation where I'm going to change them. No, I, I I that brings up a good point, Kevin, is because I I forgot that one thing I do think about <clears throat> with pre travel is I do have my my wardrobe for the day of flying. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's. Um, I like to have a shirt on with a, a, a shirt pocket. Uh huh. And every time when I fly with just a t-shirt on, I regret it because right. then I'm having to have all the stuff in my pockets. Uh-huh. And generally, I use my iPhone for my boarding pass. Mm-hmm. But every now and then, we might have to get upgraded or changed or something. I will just keep the the hard copy of the boarding pass just in right. my front pocket. Right. Or like if we're boarding and I I I, I need I hate the person that. You're waiting in line, you're getting onto the plane, you're getting onto the seat, and then uh-huh. they immediately like put their stuff up, right? And instead of waiting for everybody to board or anything, they're like, oh, wait, let me get all my stuff out yeah. right now. You yeah. Know? And then it holds up everybody, right? Because right. they're getting their stuff out for their thing. I like to pre get that stuff ready. So whether it's an iPad, whether it's my headphones, my charging cables, my my external battery, mm-hmm. my Nintendo, mm-hmm. whatever that is, I'm like loaded up on right. my person. Right. And so that way, when I get there, I shove my bag under the seat or I shove it up top, whatever I have, 
and I'm ready to go. And then like I'm sitting down, I get out of people's way, and then then I start unloading like my shirt, <laughs> you know, <Yeah>. with, with <laughs> all this stuff. Yeah. So that 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 is one thing I do slightly differently than the rest of the week is is plan that day. And sometimes it might be 20 degrees in Columbus. But you fly to Cancun or something, right? right? And, right. and you're like, well, I don't want to be wearing my winter coat, <laughs> you know. So like, <laughs> like I will be like, can I weather the just taking my coat off, right? Leaving it in the car, and the bus comes to pick me up to take you know me to <laughs> to the, the the right place and stuff. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that is the slight change. So yeah, you bringing yeah. up your kind of what what clothes you want to wear, right? Is, is is a good point. And and you know what? And one thing that you really taught me. And I, I can't remember when I started doing this. Maybe, I think maybe after the New Orleans trip, about always, 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 and I always do this, is wear slip-ons while traveling because <laughs> you got to fucking take your shoes. Well, I guess if you have pre-check, you don't have to take your shoes off. But, um, but you know, I don't have pre-check, so we go through normal security, and I just I want to be as efficient through that as possible, and I don't want to be like that Humpty Dumpty that's just like bah, 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 I got to tie my shoes, <laughs> and I'm standing in front of a bunch of people, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just I always wear slip-ons anytime I fly now. The the act of being in a line and. Yeah, someone doesn't have their shoes untied, or you p- pick the wrong line. You were either going to go left or right, and you're like, okay, yeah. I'm going to go left, and you pick yeah. left, and then and then there's a family that like has never, and, and it's not their Flown fault, before. but like, <laughs> yeah, and and you're like, you want to help them, be like, no, this is how you do it. Yeah. You, take, you know, you yeah. get your stuff out, you know, take your thing yeah. out, do this, do this, and then, um, and then you see the person that was behind you in the single line. They're now like way ahead and they're yeah. already gone through. And- right, right. <laughs> the one time I felt like I was like, a, you know, like more knowledgeable flyer traveler is when we were coming back through, when we were coming back through customs from Mexico, we did the, the mobile passport app where you upload your passport. You, you basically fill out all your custom forms ahead of time. And so there was a separate line for that. And I just remember like it was like me and Melissa and like maybe three other people. And I just felt like I was like a rock star because I just bypassed like this giant line trying to get through customs, you know. Um, but yeah, I I was just like, yeah, you know. I I feel like I I know something here, but I feel like the first time that probably happened to me was I had flown before. I flew in eighth grade to DC. Th- uh-huh. This is how cheap gas was in the nineties. Is <laughs> a Lancaster, uh, Ohio school drove an hour to the Columbus airport or uh-huh. whatever forty minutes, right? And then flew to Washington DC instead <laughs> of taking like buses, like so. <laughs> Like the the airline tickets must have been ridiculously cheap back then, because there's right. no school that would not just take a bus to yeah. DC now. Yeah. You're not flying. That is is dumb. But yeah. anyways, um, so my first time really flying that I remember was we went to Vegas and it was right after college. So many uh, lessons were learned from that trip, but um, one of them was never book a f- seven a.m. flight out of Vegas. Not because it's busy or it's a shitty flight, but because more than likely you're not going to go to bed at a normal hour. Yeah. And, <laughs> and and two, I remember Tori and I were waiting in line to get our boarding passes, and it was just a crazy busy morning at Vegas. 
And I was worried that we were going to miss our flight, even though we didn't, you know, but uh-huh. you know, this was yeah. my first time kind of like not having a, a supervised adult saying, yeah, go here, go here. And I just remember, I, I can't remember exactly when I learned that you could, you know, get your boarding passes 24 hours in advance or check in, I should say, you know, um, but the next time I flew, I think it might have been Brent that told me. And I was like, oh, this is so much better. I can go online and just yeah. check in and then, like, print my boarding pass. And I yeah. don't have to, like, we, I, I just assumed that you had to stand in line and wait. Right, right. You know? And it wasn't until later, um, like, Brent told me, he's like, well, if you're not checking something, you don't need to, you know, check anything. And I was like, yeah. oh. Yeah. But, you know, there was nothing really that... I don't know. I, I'm sure I saw the, hey, it's time to check in email, but me being young and naive and stuff just kind of was like, Oh no, I'll just right. do it in person. You know? Right. But yeah. That was probably that, that first situation. <laughs> <laughs> so do, do you have anything in particular that you travel with? You know, I kind of mentioned, you know, you would obviously have your phone and stuff, but um, is there anything that you like to have on, not just on your persons, but you're like, Oh, I need this charger. I need this. Um, do you have anything like that? Um, one thing recently that I started doing is always making sure I had my earbuds, even if I don't, um, pay for like the Wi-Fi on the airplane, I at least want to be able to like listen to music or, or something, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. and that's, that's one thing that, that kind of sucks about like with everybody having a, a smartphone is the airlines are like, well, we don't need to provide you any type of like entertainment you know you have your own phone to do that for you <laughs> so um i you know well, I one nice thing now is uh, one one nice thing now is with that is especially or at least with american is yeah they, they don't have screens anymore but what they'll do is they'll say open the american app it's free right and then you'll be able to watch movies on yeah. your phone you yeah know, um, yeah for free uh so there, it, it's like not as bad, but right. My my favorite thing with with airlines now having apps where you can like you know do that stuff is you can ex- see exactly how far you are, like mm-hmm. like being able to like n- gauge your progress by not just time but also like on a map, like makes uh-huh. it seem like it goes by much faster than you know like being <laughs> like, oh wait, how long was this flight again? Okay, six hours. It's uh-huh. been three hours. You know. See, um, I'm 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 the exact opposite. I do not want to see that screen. I don't want to see anybody else have that screen up. Oh, really? I will if I see someone <laughs> out of my peripherals have that screen. I will yeah. like try. It's kind of look like you know in the the movies where they a kid is like waiting for the clock to hit two o'clock or something, uh-huh, right? Uh huh. And and he keeps looking up, and it's it's one fifty one, and then he's just like, right. oh, it's been like three hours. Oh, it's one fifty two, and then in some movies it'll go like backwards as like a joke. And be like, yeah, Come on. yeah. <laughs> so that's how I feel with seeing where I'm at. Oh, okay. In that, I'm like, I don't huh. want to know. I just want to be like, that's I've funny. listened to this many podcasts. I've listened to yeah. played this many video games. Um, until I hear the uh, flight attendants, please prepare for landing. You know, right, like, um, right. That's when I know. Okay, we've got about twenty-five to thirty minutes left, and then I'm like, then I can start watching that stuff. But until that okay. time, I'm kind of like, I want to be oblivious. Huh. You know? <laughs> and w- because you just feel like it, it's just not going by fast enough. Or oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I huh. hate. I, it's not actually the like act of flying um, that I hate. It's. Um, you know, it, it's not the, oh, I, I'm scared we're going to die and, you know, all that type of stuff. It, it's not that. It's, uh-huh. it is, um, 
I'm super uncomfortable. I'm, you know, I'm a bigger guy. My chest uh-huh. is very wide. And right. so I don't want to be the guy that, um, like, puts his arms down to his side, you know, and takes other people's space. Right. So what I have to do is my arms go out in front of me, like, you know, in front of my chest. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. my chest is just wide enough that, it, like, that fits in between the the. the the arms right uh-huh. so i i am right. in my space right there and then so that's not comfortable sitting that way for three plus hours you know but that, that's what i do right um and then you have the people that are like sitting next to you like oh hey you have your arms up so that means i can put my arms in your space and so yeah. that's when i will be like nope okay my arms are back down you know and i try and be like <laughs> but it's like you got to be oh, civil with people man. for three hours that are yeah. your, um you know partners in this right sardine can that you're flying across yeah and like going to the bathroom is a thing and it's like you know is there a line i want to go when there's not a line Uh uh uh-huh it's just my my favorite my favorite is the the airplanes that actually tell you like you can see like a like a it's a light that tells you if someone's in the bathroom or not like those every airplane should have those because like those are amazing you're you know, there's no questioning if if because I don't like standing in line. Like I just I I don't like being like in people's space like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always try to like time it where I can go. Like when you know when nobody's there. But yeah, the the planes that I've been on that have like an actual like light that says like, hey, no one's in the bathroom. Like those are amazing. I don't fly nearly as much as Katie does. I don't know how she does it. She loves flying. Right. <laughs> um, she uh-huh. likes traveling for work. She likes traveling. I am at my peak travel if I travel. Like, and, and every time I mention travel, it's like flying by what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, I think we'll talk about driving here in a minute. But, but uh, I hate being somewhere and not having something that. I should have been prepared for or uh-huh. not, not even if I should have been prepared for it, but like, um, that, Oh, I even thought about bringing that, but I didn't, you yeah. know? Um, yeah. and, and with work, it's a little more, it happens a little more than with like just a personal trip is because, uh, we, we put on a lot of events. Uh, there's a lot of audio video stuff. There's a lot of things that go on in these events. Now, generally my job shouldn't entail doing audio video things like setting up monitors, right. uh, uh-huh. making sure people's computers work, that type of thing. Well, that's in an ideal world in the real world. Uh, people don't bring their cables. People didn't know that their computer <laughs> did, didn't have an HDMI out. It's right, just, it's just right. the, the dongle thingy. And then it's like, well, no, it, that's a VGA outpour, right, and right. you know, I didn't know you were using a ten-year-old, right. you know, like all this stuff. Yeah. So I have uh, developed a a, a, a um, carry-on package that is literally just a box of of goodies of cables, <laughs> right? And there's lots of mixtures of stuff. There's a thirty-pin iOS connector, you know, the okay. old like wide yeah. connector. Mm-hmm. There's people yeah. that still rock old iPads that need oh, that, yeah. and so I'm like, I got that. <laughs> You know, I've got every version of USB C or excuse me, I have every version of USB connector since like forever ago. Right, and uh-huh. that's why it's always so funny when when me when um I, I'll hear people complain that Apple switched from the thirty pin to the lightning connector, and I'm like, that was one switch. Every other phone has switched like thirty times in the last fifteen years. You uh-huh. know, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I remember when my first um cell phones they were all proprietary plugs. You know, every single one of them. You get a new phone, well, you can't use that charger anymore. Yeah, you yeah. Know, like, <laughs> right. So anyways, I have every single version of, like, USB-C. Um, 
I have dongles out the wazoo for different Apple products. Uh huh. Um, you know, with like Display Port to HDMI, Display Port to um, Ethernet, Display Port to VGA. I have uh-huh. a VGA to DVI adapter that just okay. connects that. You know, I have all these things, and the reason I keep every time I go through it, and I'm like, do I really need to keep bring this cable? Uh huh. And then I take it out, and then I go to a place, and I need it. And then I have to go buy it. Or Yeah. Well, one, uh-huh. then you have to track down a place, right? And this is the worst thing ever. Used to be able to go to, like, a Staples or a Radio Shack, God forbid, and buy something on the fly. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now the default response, and we've talked about this in person, is, oh, yeah, you can probably get it off of Amazon. No, yeah. no, yeah. I, I, I need it right now. That's why right. I used to carry this stuff in person. <laughs> yes, some places in Amazon will deliver it in six hours. I need it right now, not three hours right. from now, not six hours from now. I need it right, right. now. And so I got this stupid travel case that has literally just saved my butt so many times. It has uh-huh. just a... Um, RCA to uh, eighth inch audio jack in there, <laughs> you know. Okay. Yeah. Um, and we, there's just so many times when these like weird es- esoteric things happen. Like the there's a Display Port cable, you know, like on your Mac you have the little Display Port out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a mini Display Port. Right. The, the actual Display Port is like this weird looking, kind of looks like HDMI, but it's like. Not really. Right. Uh-huh. There was like a huge mega corporation that was bringing their own monitor, their own monitor, that is this fancy like 80-inch monitor that's touchscreen, does all this fancy stuff. Uh-huh. Their uh-huh. own monitor, they didn't have this cable to connect to it. And it was going to take um, their team a day to ship it overnight, you know, all this stuff. And so now I have a stupid full-size DisplayPort cable in my bag. <laughs> <laughs> and and I'll, I'll probably never need it again, right? But right, it's, right. It, it, it's one of those things where it, it adds space to my luggage, but I plan for that, right? Like, it's pretty stuffed to the brim. And when I do use it, it's awesome. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh. Another, another tip, people, is if you're ever at a conference and the booth next to you sees that you have a screwdriver, if you let them borrow that screwdriver, you right. keep hounding them till you get it back. Doesn't matter if they like are, ignore, are annoyed that you're like keep asking, because they will. One of two things will happen: they will take the screwdriver unwittingly and put it in their bag, and they forget because somebody else came and they're like, "Oh yeah, that's our screwdriver," and then they'll take it. You know, not like nefarious, like "Ooh, this is the best screwdriver ever," but it just happens. Or they'll put it back on your. Um, booth like when you're gone like oh uh-huh. yeah just put it back here somebody else will be like man i really need a screwdriver to set up my booth oh wait there's one right there and then they'll do the same thing they'll forget to put it back or mm-hmm. a new person will come mm-hmm. it's happened to me three times no more sorry yeah. i'll let you borrow one but i'm gonna literally watch you right, screw stuff right. in and then i'm gonna take it back from you, you know? right. <laughs> so yeah i have oh, this like man. little travel bag and what's funny is this travel kit of things has permeated through other aspects of my life. I have a similar thing in my car that literally is just a duplicate of stuff in my car. Okay. You know, I don't yeah. I don't have the full size display port cable and stuff, but you know, it's like okay, I need a micro USB for people on Android phones, I need USB C, I need lightning you know i just keep that in my car those cables are for the car they're not yeah. like oh i gotta remember to bring that i gotta do that right so i do that for for travel um i've got it for my own laptop bag so my laptop bag has its own set of things 
you know? Uh-huh. Um, because what I quickly learned was I'm horrible about remembering to bring stuff. Um, you know, like if, if I were to take a cable out of one pouch and be like, oh, no, this is my this is my charging cable for everything. Yeah, I just need to yeah. remember to bring it. If I do that, I'll grab the bag. And if it's not in there, I, I've forgotten about it. So it, it's right. one of those things. So that's literally just used for my quote unquote travel is it's got all the dongles. It's got, um, you know, here was a th- big thing I, I uh, was quickly to add was, you know, when you go rent a car. And Mm -hmm. they have all the charging things there. You know, you can buy a charger for them. You can buy a lightning cable. (laughs) You can buy a cigarette lighter USB thing. Yeah. Because not all uh, rental cars have USB ports. Right, right. And so in my travel bag, I have a little lighter um, to dual USB um, uh, converter thing. And that's all Uh it is for is when, Uh when we get those crappy rentals. That are just just still have the lighter. I plug that in, and we can charge our phones while we're you know driving around and stuff. <laughs> so that has a place in my bag. <laughs> I remember uh, the last time I had to do a rental car. We it was when we had flown down to Florida, and I can't remember who. I can't remember who. It's whatever rental car place like lets you just like go pick the car out. Like they yeah. don't like assign you a car. Um, and so, like, we got, I don't know, like, subcompact or something. And so I'm, like, walking down this row, and I'm, like, looking, and I'm, like, nope, nope. And Melissa's, like, what What are you looking for? And I'm, like, I'm looking for the car that has Apple CarPlay. And I, <laughs> and I knew that, like, the newer, like, Hyundai Elantras had Apple CarPlay, so... Like I picked the Hyundai Elantra because I wanted my USB port, you know, with Apple CarPlay. You know, I didn't want to like, you know, old school it or anything. But yeah. So we've talked a lot about flying. Um, What is your I like to speak out of in terms of hours driven. Right. Um, What is your limit of driving somewhere to flying you know you, you wouldn't fly to cincinnati right from columbus yeah i mean you might yeah. but <laughs> but but so what is what is your your cutoff um um i'm gonna say prob i don't know like maybe so like how how long of a drive is dc um from, from columbus yeah uh, I think six hours. So six hours. I would say yeah. if it, if it's over Maybe six and a half, but I would say if it's over like six seven hours, then I might consider just like flying there. Yeah. And, okay. and instead of instead of like trying to drive it, and mm-hmm. I think there's a website. I'll have to look it up. But it it actually it's a calculator that says is it cheaper to fly or is it cheaper to drive and it takes in factors of um wear and tear on your vehicle uh it takes in gas cost and then it mm-hmm. compare it compares it against the um the plane ticket cost yeah yeah and and so you know like place like places like DC and stuff it's it's a toss up sometimes depending on mm-hmm. on um gas prices but but um, yeah, obviously, if if you if you want to go to like Florida or something, uh, you know, flying is is going to be cheaper than yeah. driving your car there. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, and I I, I think <laughs> I like the idea of those sites. 
but it, it can't put a price on me having control over when I leave and how mm. I leave. Right. Um, and DC is a great example of where this can fall apart. DC traffic's horrible. It, it's god awful. Um, uh-huh. You know, you have these like three extremely large metropolitan areas like merging into like one kind of mega city, right? It's not just DC, it, you have Baltimore and you have Arlington, you know, you have all this stuff. And, um, uh, but even then, if I'm stuck in traffic at DC, right, and I can't like move, if I find an exit and I just need to pull off and go to the bathroom and like, take 10 minutes to just sit and do it something get out of the car stretch your uh-huh, legs uh-huh. i can do that if yeah. you're stuck on a plane on the 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 runway for an hour because there's mechanical problems on your flight right and like the doors already there's nothing you can do yeah like you can stand up <laughs> you know but it, it's like <laughs> it's it's that difference that i'm like i yeah. i would much rather take the sitting in traffic than sitting in a plane you know huh. i mean we were yeah. in hawaii we were flying back we were taking a red eye back from hawaii um and we were on the in the plane for two hours L- last flight out of hawaii okay literally the last yeah flight. there was no yeah. other flights um we were in the plane for two hours so the, the the team was definitely trying everything they could do to get the plane work like one of the speakers wasn't working in the, the cockpit okay. it was like the the left speaker you know and that's just one of those safety things they they need to have the speakers working right right um they couldn't get it figured out couldn't get it figured out um finally come and uh sorry folks we're gonna have to cancel the flight because they had to have something flown from the mainland this part to fix it so like this plane was literally oh. not flying anywhere until the next day damn um so then you go through the rigmarole of okay all 250 people now the the plane needs to figure out your hotel needs to figure out yeah. how transportation yeah. it's it's 2 30 in the morning at this point now um all this crap Right. Thankfully, Katie has like super mega status with American because she flies so much. So she's like able to call the concierge and they kind of. Yeah. Yeah. They help those people. Uh Yeah. But that right there was a perfect example is like even even if my car broke down, I still feel like I'm able to go pay for this right now and Uh get it fixed. Uh You know, even if I even if I don't have the money, I could charge it on a credit card. I can get it fixed. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Or. I don't need to wait for some corporate entity to tell me what I can do. Like, like you're stuck in the airport until they give you a free hotel. Because if you just leave and go get your own hotel, they're not going to reimburse you, right? You have to wait for their voucher to whatever thing. And I don't know. It's just, it's like that distinction is what really solidified my kind of radius. And that's why I asked this question of how many yeah. hours would you drive? Uh-huh. Is I don't know where I came up with this. I think it was because Myrtle Beach is like nine and a half hours from Lancaster, you know. Um, but I told Katie when we started dating, I was like, I don't fly or I don't like to fly. So pick anywhere within a 10 hour radius of Athens, Ohio, and we'll drive there. And one of the benefits of living, you know, we're, Ohio's in the Midwest, uh, but, you know, we're on Eastern time. And Ohio is like, there's some stat that Ohio is closer to like two thirds of the population of the United States than uh-huh. like any other state or something, right? right? You know, because you, you hit the Chicago is only seven hours. You hit New York, that's nine hours. You, hit, you know, all all this stuff. Savannah is 
10 hours or whatever it is. So that's I I pick this 10-hour radius as a thing. Like, okay, draw your circle around, you know, and you want to go to Tennessee? Seven yeah. hours. You want to go to Chicago? <laughs> done. You want to go right. here? You know, done. We're, we're driving. We're not flying. And that's like, that. that's the... Um, uh, you know, the kind of the ticker for me. Now that Katie has her fancy schmancy um, status with American, I might be persuaded if it was a seven-hour drive or an eight-hour yeah. drive. You know? <laughs> oh man! <laughs> it, right, just, it just it just sounds like me. Like to me, you just you just need a, a golf stream, like a a G <laughs> G five hundred. You know, just. You, yeah. you roll up to the airplane or the airport in your Escalade. You get right out, get right onto the plane. You know, <laughs> I I'm wearing a white suit. I'm listening to yeah. some like who would I be listening to? I need some right music when I'm when I'm pulling up in my. It's like it's got to be like '90s Puff Daddy. Right. I feel like right. or or I think like some maybe some Pitbull. You know. Oh I think, yep, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Pitbull. Pitbull. Yeah. The new the new Puff Daddy. Right. He's even got right. the same letter. Is what saying. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is the uh, Sierra Nevada um, Torpedo Extra IPA. Um, yeah, Sierra Nevada is one of those companies. I I. I don't think they make a bad beer that I've had. I don't really go out uh-huh. of my way to try them all the time. Right, right. Um, but it's, you know, non-offensive at all. And it's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I remember watching a, a documentary about craft breweries, and Sierra Nevada was in there. And he, they, they had just, like, you know, started production on, like, their new brewing facility. And I remember the CEO... Um, who started the company, he said that this brewing, this like new brewing facility made more beer in an hour than he did his entire first year of business. And, you know, it was like, yeah, it was like some crazy multi-million dollar facility, but it, but it was, it was cool because he was still very humble about like, you know, how much, you know, it had grown and everything. It was it was a cool. I'll, I'll have to see if that's still on Netflix. I, it's been a while since I watched that, but uh, it it was pretty good. So my second beer tonight is uh, Maui Brewing Company, which I need to look up when they established because I was in Maui in 2013, and I'm pretty sure they were not there. It was mm-hmm. just um, it was just the um, like Kona Kona Brewing Company. Um, but it is the Big Swell IPA. So it says mm-hmm. a tropical citrus hop blast from this dry hopped India pale ale. So it, it tastes pretty good. But I, I want to look up when, when they're established because I don't think they were mm-hmm. there in, in 2013. What's interesting with a lot of the, the uh, Hawaii breweries is um, a lot of them can't brew actually in Hawaii. If you're drinking a an Hawaii, Hawaiian beer, it's uh-huh. probably most likely brewed out of Portland, Oregon, oh, or somewhere. Really? Yeah. So like yeah. a Co- like Kona Brewing is is not brewed in Hawaii, or just yeah, small yeah. batches are. Or yeah, something? just small batches. Yeah. So think of it as like Jackie is with, with the brew pub. Yeah. They do stuff uptown. Yeah. They brew stuff specially, but when their distribution where they're brewing all the cans and yeah. bottles and stuff, that is actually on the mainland. And I think it's literally just a uh, a, a money thing. Yeah. It's a yeah. lot mm-hmm. cheaper to. 
distribute on the mainland to Ohio. That's right. why you're able to drink Kona and right. Maui Brewing, you know, in Ohio and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that makes but, uh, a, that makes a lot of sense. I I haven't thought about that, but yeah. All right, so Kevin, what what is your first memory of traveling somewhere? And this isn't like driving forty minutes to Columbus. Um, like, hey, we are going somewhere to stay overnight. It might be several nights. What do you do? You have something in mind? Yeah, yeah. I think it would have to be um, my first memory. So, so there for a while, um, my parents would would travel down to Florida, and they would always drive down. And they had at the time, um, it was an Eagle Summit. And I don't know. So I I just looked up the Wikipedia page, and there was lots of models. I I I'm guessing it was probably the four door. Um, but anyways, I remember being small enough where I could lay in between the rear passenger seat and the front driver and passenger seats. I could actually lay down on the floor, <laughs> and so I remember. Like we were in Georgia or something. I, I actually, you know what? I think this was was during the Olympics when the Olympics were, the Summer Olympics was in Georgia. Um, uh, ninety six. Ninety six. So I, I remember. I remember laying down on the floor of the car, and listening to like the tires, like you know, like the tire sound, like the the don't the don't the don't. And it's just funny to think about, like, I wasn't seat belted in. I was laying down <laughs> in between two seats, you know, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's just how times have changed for sure. Yeah. You're lucky that uh, you had that large of a vehicle to be able to do that thing. Because one time my dad splurged and rented and got a van for us. Okay. And I think it was because, <laughs> you know, Adam's like 6'2". I was getting bigger, and like Leanna, we could no longer fit like three abreast in the back of the, you know, the little <laughs> Ford Tempo or whatever. Right, so it was right. like, we're going to rent out the Ford Aerostar. You know? <laughs> and I, I was like, felt it was probably around the same time because yeah. um, I, I remember doing the same thing. Like, oh, we have so much room for things, you know, <laughs> <laughs> laying on the floor, laying on the seat across and stuff. But yeah, I think I. I I, I my parents um our go-to destination was always Myrtle Beach. Um not sure how that started. I think Uncle Bob went there a few times and he was just like came back and told mom and dad that you know, okay. they, they needed to go or something and you know it's a fairly cheap place, well, cheap uh-huh. compared to going to Disney World or something, right? You know. So, um pretty easy drive uh and I don't remember the first time going down there, but all I remember is it like becoming a, every time we would go, I wanted to do the same things. You know, I wanted to go to our Mexican restaurant. Uh I wanted to go Uh to the outside bar that was by the pool and get a Coke. I wanted to go to the arcade that I thought was the coolest arcade ever. And then when I went there, when I was a little older, I realized like how horrible of an arcade it was. And it's not that I think it changed. I think it was just always like, Hey, we have like four machines, but I think they had like turtles in time or whatever. And I thought that was like so awesome (laughs) that they had that there. And so it was the coolest place for me. Um, you know, and, 
And, and and so it became more about like consistency. Like if we'd go every year, I didn't want to go anywhere else because I wanted to, you know, go see my, you know, pool. Right. Right. I to go see the like bar where we get French fries. And, and there was always the, I don't know. Did you ever have like temporary friends you would meet like on the beach or. Yeah. Yeah. And part of me was always like hopeful that I would be building my sandcastle and that guy or that girl that I'd met the other day or a year before, like would show up and it'd be like, oh, hey. you know, like even though I didn't remember their name or anything about them other yeah, than I'd be yeah. building a sandcastle and then we would like build one together and stuff. But I remember that being like always a thing. Uh-huh. And, and I remember one time, one time in seventh or eighth grade, there was another family that came and they made us do different things. And I hated it. <laughs> you know, like we had to go on this pontoon right, boat. And, right. and now as I'm older, I was like, oh man, that was actually really cool. We got to go see some historical stuff and do this, 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 this. But at the time I just wanted to go to my crappy arcade and I wanted yeah. to go to my crappy <laughs> Mexican restaurant. And, you know, like <laughs> I didn't want to do anything new, you know? <laughs> oh man. I remember one of my first, my, my first vacations, we had struck up a friendship with, uh, with these people from Georgia and I remember um, the the one guy had given Andrea slack about her accent. And she goes, I don't have an accent. You have an accent. <laughs> and that was like the first time I was like, wait a minute. I probably do sound different to other people. You know, <laughs> like it was kind of like a mind blowing experience where I was just like, yeah. <laughs> now to be to be fair, Kevin, Andrea and my sister both have a southern accent for growing up in Ohio. They got a little twang in their voice. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so I would say they have a different accent. And again, I don't know where they got it from. Your your sister right. and my sister are right. like they're southern girls living in a, a northern world. Yeah. <laughs> um um, so I wonder if there's, but what's funny is that you said the guy was from Georgia talking about her accent. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, but she was just like, I don't have an accent. You have an accent. <laughs> Which I always think that's fucking hilarious when you listen to like someone from England or, or the Middle East or something and they do an American accent. Mm-hmm. I just always think that's hilarious when I hear that. <laughs> Because sometimes they're they're really good at making American accents. Well, sometimes they're really, really good, and then there's like one word that throws it off. Going to South Carolina, my mom would say, now don't tell anyone you're from Lancaster, Ohio. I wouldn't even ask why, because we knew. Uh Because William Tecumseh Sherman was from Lancaster, Ohio. Now... Me being ten was like, oh yeah, we can't say that because Sherman like burned the South, right? That's right, what, right. You know, he's known for. Nobody knows where the fuck General Sherman was born. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you might as well just say, "Don't say you're from the North." You know, like, right, I mean, that's right. probably about. But you, you really expect some like twenty year old, um, you know, restaurant waitress. To be like, oh, where are you guys from? Like, Sir Han, I'm like, oh, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I kind of, I kind of felt like that a little bit when. So I first, I first traveled to Europe. It was 2014, I believe, and I kind of felt like I didn't want anybody to know I was American, and it's not even like we were going to like, you know. All the countries we visited, 
you know, America in those countries have really good relations or had really mm-hmm. good relations. Um, Not so, so much anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so it was just funny. Like, I was just like, oh, I got to look like I'm a, like a, a native. Like, I, I don't want to look yeah. like, you know, I, I stick out or I, I'm an American. But, of yeah. course, I'm sure, like, they could probably spot me a mile away. I didn't even have to say anything. But yeah. Well, and I, th- I think where that stems from, right, is like any tourist, there are shitty tourists. Um, and you might hear bad stories of Europeans hating American tourists because a lot of times American tourists will go there and expect everyone to know English. Yeah. And they won't even try to, like, learn bonjourno or anything you know like they, they, they just want to see like some slight form of hey just learn this one word or like i don't speak english in italian uh-huh. or something you uh-huh. know just learn that and like because um we were talking to someone once and they were like the second you try and and do the uh you know no habla ingles and they could tell that you're not, you know, Spanish or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They will like light up and be like, "Oh, you're American," you know, like, yeah, you yeah. know, "Oh, I can speak English," you know. But it, it, and I think I think it does stem from that. I I remember when we were in Germany uh, this one time, Melissa and I went into the store, and the store had like giant statues. Like this, it was like a statue store. And you know, wait, wait, it, wait, like made out of marble or or what? Like, yeah, like uh, it. it b- basically, imagine like you know the the two lions outside of like a residence. Uh huh. Like that's what they sold there was like giant <laughs> like lions and like other things like that. Yeah. And I remember the store owner, like, like we when we went in, we immediately realized, okay, there's nothing in here that we can actually afford or want to buy, because we're really not in the market for giant lions outside of our, uh, you know, our residence. But um, the the guy, he looks at me and he goes, "You American?" And I was just like, "Yeah," like you know, just kind of apprehensive, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, "Obama." He's just like good at basketball like that. <laughs> and I'm just like, I don't even know if Obama plays basketball, yeah. but I'll just nod my head and smile. Yeah. I, I do. Do you ever get them? Uh, generally, if I ever get asked in another country where I'm from, I'll just say United States. And they always correct me and they go, oh, America. And I'm like, well, yeah. Like, yes. yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, that's pretty much where it will end, right? And then they'll be talking about America. Right. Right. Um, but the funniest thing happened when we were in Mexico is I got asked that question. Uh, where are you from? And I was like, oh, United States. And he's like, where? We're at in the United States. And I'm like, I'm not going to say Ohio or yeah. let alone any city in Ohio. Right? right. Right. And I'm like, Oh, you know, just like the Northern part. And he's like, no, what state, you know? And I was like, Oh, Ohio. And he's like, yeah, but yeah, where at what city? <laughs> and I was like, I was like, so I'm like, no ways knows Athens. So I was yeah, just like, Oh, yeah. like uh, you know, Columbus. And he's like, ah, and, and he was like, I have a, a cousin in Cleveland. He's like, go Browns. <laughs> and I was like, I was just like, <laughs> Our Ireland trip, it was it was really nice, um, yeah. just because we had a a uh, like tour guide take us around, and so we essentially stayed in like um, like bed and breakfasts, like where the like the people that owned it like mm-hmm. were on premises, and it was actually funny because one of them 
like the you could tell like the people actually like lived there but they like just like lived on the other side of the house and yeah. so they were just like oh like you know like come like they really wanted us to like come and like have like you know um like just like hang out with them um and we're like yeah like we're we're going in town and then we're we're going to come back but then it was weird cuz like in the morning it was like you you they they would fix you breakfast like you would sit around their their kitchen table and you know the the mom or whatever would would fix you breakfast before we would leave so i think that was kind of a cool experience because um you know you kind of got like a sense of lifestyle that i don't think you would get like just staying in a, a typical hotel um yeah. because you really got a sense of like what it would be like to actually like live there you know so i i think that that is a, a pretty memorable experience for sure would you try and go back and repeat the experience or do you think it's like a one and done thing yeah so so melissa and i is uh, have had this conversation so like our honeymoon and and i actually i, I should have mentioned the honeymoon uh for the first memory but I think the honeymoon was like a perfect experience. Like nothing, like everything went well, you know, like it was an amazing experience. Like we had these great memories, you know, we were newlyweds, like all of this stuff. And, and just to repeat, the honeymoon was in Hawaii. Uh, right. Right. And yeah, in Maui, but no, so we, we've, we've talked about like, would we ever want to like try to go back there or re, recreate it and my my answer to that is i don't think you can like i don't well you you shouldn't go back like if you had a really good experience at a a certain place you shouldn't Mm -hmm. go back there expecting the exact same experience because it's just it's different you're Mm -hmm. you're in a different point in your life you know things are different things might go wrong that didn't you know necessarily go wrong the 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 time before so i think as long as you go into that with that expectation mm-hmm. um then it's fine but i i think the distinction is um children right you and melissa know that you shouldn't go back and try to do the same thing cuz it's not going to be the same right and what you should do instead is go back to Hawaii, but go to the Big Island or go to one of the other islands. So mm-hmm. you're getting a, a similar experience, but different, right? right. Go to different places. Don't right. try and go back to the same place because it's going to uh-huh. be different. The, uh-huh. the sun's not going to sit perfectly and do all that same thing. Right, right. And, 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 and with kids, the more I, I um, witness you know nieces and nephews growing up is how important repetition is to them uh they don't like trying new things they only eat this certain thing you know on wednesdays and they only eat this certain thing and even though you know they would probably like this other thing at some point in their life right now they're not going to like it Mm -hmm. and so that's why the, the only time i would think 
yeah, going back to Myrtle Beach all the time so that your kid can go to the shitty arcade all the time that he thinks is amazing, but you know it's a piece of shit. And right. He really right. wants to go to the really cool arcade yeah. in Wyoming or whatever, but wouldn't he would hate that, right? Because it's, no, then why are we going to Myrtle Beach? You know, so that that's where I could see life changing as children come into the picture of saying, like, Oh, yeah, we're going here all the time. (laughs) You know, because, like, growing up, like, you went to Myrtle Beach all the time. We always went to, like, kind of the same place in Florida. Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah, I think it it really solidifies those memories. I got to a point where I I knew that the trip to Myrtle Beach was going to be a thing. Like, oh, it is a nine-hour drive. Yeah. Uh, We're going to leave at one in the morning. And if I wake up and it's still dark out, I know not to ask, are we there yet? Right. right. But if it was a new thing, I'd be annoying the whole time. Are we there yet? What are we doing? What, you know, but because we always stopped at this Burger King in, I don't remember where I need to ask my dad where that was. But it was like, we'd get Burger King breakfast. And that was the only time I've ever <laughs> had Burger King breakfast, you know, was in North Carolina or something, wherever it was. I, right, I don't know. Right. You know, but I, I, I knew when we were like getting gas and I'd be like, oh, is it time for Burger King breakfast? And dad'd be like, well, I guess we can go to Burger King. And, like, and it was probably like dad that just that one time was like, yeah, let's go to Burger King. Yeah, and, then yeah. I, and then I was like, yeah, we're going to Burger King because <laughs> like, that was the only time we ever went, <laughs> you know? And I'm sure my dad's like, there's this really good restaurant right across the street that has much better uh, pancakes and everything. And I'm like, no, Burger King. Right, right. <laughs> Are you ever envious of when you're on holiday of looking at like people that are like working out? Let's take a moment there to call out Kevin for saying on holiday. What are you from Europe or something all of a sudden? (laughs) (laughs) Yes and no. Okay. And again, it comes back to my work travel versus personal travel. Personal travel, I could not care less. If I see someone working out uh-huh. and I'm like, good for them. Right. You know, right. I, 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 I've done it several times, especially when I brought up, I'd be going to San Diego and stuff. I would try and work out there. I was in a workout kick. Uh-huh. And so I, I'd bring stuff to work out in. Um, but n- not anymore. If I'm on vacation, I am on vacation from everything, <laughs> you know? Right, and so right. what I try and do now is, is if I am on a diet or I'm trying to watch what I eat, I will make sure that, build up the month before that I'm double extra good with working out or with okay. eating right. So right. that way I can have that cheat week of no exercising. No this. Yeah. Yeah. That changes though with uh, my work travel and mainly because our CEO is like up at four in the morning at the like gym that's in the hotel uh-huh. and when he shows up at the hotel that's the yeah. first place he wants to go check out he wants to like scope it out see how it's going to be because right. he needs to plan his uh-huh. like mode of attack i don't ultimately care that the ceo is working out but it like makes me think is he looking at me and being like oh look at this schlub right yeah like, yeah you know and and i i don't want him or other higher ups of their ilk to like kind of think down on me that way you yeah know, like i said uh-huh. i'm a bigger guy and so i, I want to make sure i'm like well presented and so i will uh work out uh at uh, work uh travel uh-huh. and, and, and it kind of stems back to that bike thing right like i i wanted to be the guy biking into work and, and kind of surprise people like oh man 
can't believe Michael. Like he's a big guy, but he's like riding in every day. You know yeah. that type of thing. Yeah. And so like if I can work out um, while on the travel, I can be like, yeah, it's not just I sit in my room eating pizzas all night, <laughs> 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 which I'd love to do. But yeah, uh, yeah. What What about you? Do you do you plan uh, bringing you know running shoes and stuff of of that ilk? Yeah, like I so I kind of. Um, when when I see people working out, especially in like travel destinations, I'm always like kind of envious of them because like I want to be like I want to be them, you know, kind of in in a sense. And there's been situations where, like it it was really cool um, on our honeymoon the the place that we stayed at they had partnered with New Balance. So if you didn't bring workout gear or shoes, they would supply them for you. And so I'm like, you know, I was I was still kind of into running, um, you know, then. And I was just like, this is an amazing location. I, I should just like go run in the morning. And yeah. so I just like asked the, you know, I called down and I was like, can you bring up size 11 shoes and some running gear and that they brought them and I went running that morning and like that is like an amazing memory that I have of like I'm running along I'm not running along the beach but I'm, I'm running along like this this path that goes along the beach and it's just I don't know it's just something that like really like gets me like like jacked up like mm-hmm. you know just the, just the fact that it's just like you're having this amazing experience being on vacation but you're also like, I don't know. I feel like you're like living life to its fullest potential when you, <laughs> when when you're not only on vacation, but you're also like working out. You know, like yeah, yeah. There there was a there was a time when um, so we had taken this Alaskan cruise and they had a gym on the cruise ship, and so I brought workout gear because I was just like, you know, I I, I want to try to try to work out. And I just remember, so the the gym was forward facing. Uh, so you basically, like when you were looking out the windows, you were looking out the the bow of the ship. And I remember it was such a weird, it was such a weird experience because you're running on this treadmill, and you're the you know the 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 ship is you know kind of you know rocking back and forth as it's is going through the ocean. And so you can feel that in the treadmill. Yeah, and you know the ocean wasn't wasn't bad, so it wasn't like, "Oh, I'm flying off the treadmill because I can't keep my balance." But um it was just it was such a bizarre experience to like essentially be running in place, but you kind of feel this like, you know, up upward and downward movement, you know, of of this large vessel. It was it it was it was really cool, but again, it was just like I I felt like when I was like walking to the gym in my gym stuff, like I, I like, I, I felt like the, the, the guy that people are like, I want to be that guy. And I think that's what it comes back to is like, you know, you feel like you're the person you want to be. You know, I've been trying to think about what my favorite experience has been as I've experienced more with Katie and we've gone crazy awesome places. I, I recently I was like obsessed with re- reading about Chichen Itza in uh, the, the Yucatan, and 
I was just telling Katie one night, I was like, you know what? It sounds like this would be a cool place to stay. Uh-huh. And these people on Reddit say, stay here because you can do the morning tour with uh, before all the tourists come and stuff. And she's like, well, we should just go. And I was like, oh, wait, like, really? <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, that, that's just a life goal. That's not something I want to do next month or whatever. Right, right. Um, you know, and then, but she forces, she doesn't force me. She, um, you know, pushes me to say yes to things like that. And it was an awesome trip. And, you know super great memories and stuff but every time i think about like what's probably my favorite trip is there's so many like your bachelor party was amazing um nate's bachelor party was amazing all the bachelor parties are amazing (laughs) (laughs) um but really when it comes down to a quote-unquote vacation and that's why i kind of feel like bachelor party really isn't a vacation right because yes you're having fun but you, you're there for a purpose to do this thing, and generally it's to yeah. just drink a lot. Right. Um, <laughs> but a vacation is like, okay, you don't necessarily need to drink a lot. You can just kind of do those walks or those exercises and take stuff in and stuff. And I I think it's got to be our trip to, to Oak Island. Okay. Uh, the, the more yeah. I think about it. And in, what was that, 2000, summer of 2009, uh-huh. right? It was... Um, Katie and I, you, and you hadn't met Melissa yet, correct? Or you had? Uh, yeah, so we had set up our first date right before we had left for Oak Island. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, so it That's was kind of... it was August of twenty or uh, two thousand nine. Two thousand nine. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, so it was uh, Katie and I had been dating for what six months ish, seven months. Uh, Kevin going uh-huh. stag. Craig backed out because he didn't want to be a third wheel. I remember him explicitly saying that, which was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Zach and Kara and uh, Rich John and his girlfriend at the time. And John hadn't come into his billions yet, so he, he right. was just regular John. <laughs> <laughs> but why I think that's probably one of my favorite memories is because we, I don't know who found Oak Island, um, if it was Kara or John or, or whatever, but we show up, we're, we're younger people, right, in our 20s, and it's definitely a sleepy, um, family-oriented uh, destination place, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We're like, hey, we're going out on the town tonight. And we show up to the bar at, what, 8.30? Or it was probably 7.30. And they're like, we're closing in 30 yeah. minutes. <laughs> and we're like, oh, is there another? Where's the next bar? And they're like, oh, no. we Every bar closes here at like 9 o'clock. And we're like, oh, okay, I guess we need to go to a gas station. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just have flashes of like memories of like you doing the worm and I think John recording you. Yeah. And like you would go off to the side of the thing and then you'd come out and... <laughs> And John just laughing how John laughs and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like all these like little moments. And and kind of what was fun about it is we went with a group, but we weren't forced to be with the group to do stuff. You know, you, Katie, and I went to that winery the one time. And we right. we, we broke from the group to do their own thing. The group did their own thing. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. John, uh, John and his girlfriend did their own thing. There was no like, here's our itinerary for today. Okay, at 6 a.m. we're doing this. And, and that's why I'm always scared with going with groups. Um, whether it's family members or like part of a uh, a cruise, yeah, is is I'm I'm scared of being like I don't want to I don't want to be on a schedule like that if it's a, a you know a cruise that stops at multi points right I just want to like be there and be like 
our schedule is we get here at this time and our schedule is we leave at this time. Everything yeah. else in between is kind of like, what are we doing today? Uh-huh. Bam. Uh-huh. And go. And I don't know. I, I, I really like that. But back to your thing of like, I don't think I would ever want to go back. I, I, I don't think I would be like, hey, Karazak, John and Amy and Kevin, Melissa, um, I'm sure Craig would go now because he wouldn't feel like a third wheel. But, you know, like, <laughs> hey, let's go back to Oak Island. I don't think I'd want to, like, rent that same house again. Yeah. Right? And do the exact same thing. I'd be like, right. hey, why don't we go to one of the other places on the East Coast, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Or something. Because I feel like that was just a perfect moment in time for that. Like, we did it because none of us had money, right? So, it was, right. like, it wasn't cheap, but it was cheap for as cheap as we could get to yeah. get a house. Right. Um. And, you know, maybe now we could afford a little nicer place and actually yeah. have our own rooms, you know, right. if we shared a room. But but Kevin ended no. up sleeping on the couch the whole time the anyways. <laughs> oh, shit. But one and, memory that really stands out with me with that trip is, do you remember it was super late at night and, like, we had all drug uh, chairs down to the beach <laughs> and and we were all drinking on the beach at like two in the morning or something. But I yeah. just remember it was a really cool experience because we could look up and you could actually like see stars and stuff. Yeah. And so I just remember like we're just like sitting around. It's dark. But, you know, like we're just talking about like life stuff. And, you know, <laughs> we're sitting on the <laughs> we're sitting on the. um the the you know like a maybe uh three feet four feet from uh, where the waves are crashing and just drinking beers on the on the surf. There is an epic video that Zach has of Kevin rapping, and do you remember what video I'm talking about? I um, I, I believe so. Yeah, uh, Mr. Uh, Ludicrous <laughs> from was it Too Fast Too Furious? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I need to upload that to my private YouTube channel to share it with the listeners. Kevin, what do you think? Uh, it's up to you. It's up to you. If you don't want to share it. Uh, I mean, because you're pretty good at rapping the ludicrous. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe for the, the paying uh, oh, subs- yeah. sub- subscribers, right. they can see okay. it. Uh, future Patreon subscribers, when we... When we um, you know, charge you for all the extra bonus content. We'll make sure that that's one of the videos. So right. we'll, we'll just leave it as a tease for you to to want to pay us money. Drop. Too fast, Drop. too furious. I'm too fast for y'all, man. Drop. Too fast, Drop. too furious. Oh, I'm too fast for y'all. Oh, you just came home from doing a bid. Tell me what you gonna do. Act a fool. Somebody broke in and cleaned out your crib, boy. What you gonna do? Act a fool. Just bought a new pair and they scuffed your shoes. Tell me what you gonna do? Act a fool. Now them cops trying to throw you in them county blues, boy. What you gonna do? Act a fool. Talk about gats, traps, cops and robbers. It's 911. Please call the doctor. Evacuate the building and trick the pigs. Since everybody want a piece, we gonna split your wig. See some fools slipped up and overstepped their boundaries. You about to catch a cold, stay the fuck from around me. Your peeps talking about what kind of shit's he on. You'll disappear like poof, bitch be gone. You think 12 gonna catch
catch me? Give me a break. I'm supercharged with a hideaway license plate. It seems they want to fingerprint me and give me some years. They'll only get one finger while I'm shifting gears. I got suede on my roof, wood grain on the dash, sheep skin on the rug, golden grain in the stash. Hydraulics all around, so I shake the ride. We go front, back, and side to side. So what punk just tripped up and made you spill your drink? Tell me what you gon' do. All right, Kevin, you ready for another? Oh, yes, I am.